Welcome to the Not A Mommy Yet podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Fay. I started the Not A Mommy Yet blog and this podcast because I've always known I want to be a parent one day, and you might be listening because you feel the same. You may have also heard people with kids say things like, I wish I had known this before I had kids, or I wish I had done that. Hearing those comments made me think about the parts of my life I want to spend more time focusing on before I have kids in ways that will benefit me as a parent. So I started a list of people who can teach me about health, money, relationships, psychology, and more, and started interviewing them, and this podcast was born. Whether you plan to have kids or not, I think you'll find something interesting in this podcast for you. I hope you enjoy, subscribe, and maybe even share it with a friend. Thank you so much for listening. Today on the Not A Mommy Yet podcast, I am speaking with Dr. Rohan Nagar. Dr. Rohan is an Ayurvedic doctor based in the UK and currently planning his move out to Los Angeles to open up a clinic here for consultations and other services, which I am very much looking forward to. Dr. Rohan also has practices in the UK, Europe, and India, and he is a visiting professor of Ayurveda in Holland, Germany, and Croatia. As a globally recognized Ayurveda consultant, Dr. Rohan is proud of many of his achievements. But one of his most notable achievements is the pulse diagnosis he developed to identify a patient's dosha type. The Health Minister of India presented him with an award for his research on liver disorders as well, and he was a collaborator on how to cure diabetes through Ayurveda research program with a professor at Oxford University. He also has a PhD in astrology and lectures throughout the world on both Ayurveda and Vedic astrology. Today we are going to talk about how Ayurveda can help with hormone management, infertility, and during pregnancy and postpartum. Hi, Dr. Rohan. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Very good, Natalie. Thank you very much for inviting me on your podcast. Thank of you. Of course. Thank you so much. So for everyone listening, I was introduced to Dr. Rohan through my fiance, who explained to him kind of some skin issues that I was having. And this is about a month ago, maybe a little bit more than that. And immediately, Dr. Rohan started asking about my diet and how I pretty much eat the same salad every day. Like since college, it's kind of been who I am. I just love to kind of knock out all my vegetables in one meal as much as possible. Um, and yeah, you immediately said, like, tell her to stop eating salads. Um, kind of the raw vegetables were not helping me. And as soon as I did that, it's was crazy how much my skin changed, like completely pretty much cleared up. Like I'm just kind of healing from going through all of that, but, um, no new breakouts pretty much at all. And, um, that's been life changing and I can't believe it was something so simple and I can't believe it was something I was doing to myself, but anyway, you are my new best friend for that reason. So <laughs> I'm just so happy Thank that, you. um, we're agreed to come on the podcast to talk more about, um, you know, hormones and how basically anyone with a uterus can be affected by Ayurveda. So helping them through fertility and, and hormone regulation and postpartum and pregnancy are all things I'm really excited to talk about today. And I know you have a lot of experience kind of in this field, helping uh, women and couples do this as well. That's right. So basically, uh, if I introduce myself uh, to yeah. the listeners of all, uh, my name is Dr. Rohan Nagar, and I'm based in London, UK. And I came in this country almost 17 years ago. 
uh, I started practicing Ayurveda almost 20 years ago. And uh, I seen one thing when I came in this country that everybody was suffering through conventional medicine, unfortunately. Uh, they were trying different medicines and it's piling up and it's a never-ending story. So gradually, Ayurveda basically their alternate and this alternative medicine, Ayurveda, is magical. So uh, is not only uh, treats you uh, just for your symptoms, it's basically treating you in a kind of a whole, physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. So when I uh, started practicing here, uh, People are choosing Ayurveda as their last resource. And I, I just believe that they should choose as a first resort. Uh, suffering a lot and the building up uh, so many different symptoms, side effects. Uh, the medicines are uh, also, they are taking from two pills starting and going all the way to 20 pills a day. So things are not improving. Things are uh, basically building up. Our body is giving up. Our toxicity is building up. And then when they come to me, uh, I show them the right path. I just tell them they need to connect themselves to the nature. If you don't connect yourself to the nature, you are trapped into this whole kind of never ending story. And when I say connect with the nature, means Ayurveda. Ayurveda believes that naturally that our body is made from five elements, air, fire, water, earth, and space. And exactly when we suffer from any kind of conditions, our body is happens some kind of deficit, some kind of imbalance happens. And what we tell my patients, clients, or people, go to the nature, grab something, put in yourself, and balance it. It's very simple. And uh, if, you, if you talk about on a practical side of it, like if you are chopping the vegetables and if you are uh, cut your finger, you don't go to the doctor straight away. You wait. It's all about self-healing. Our body is designed to self-heal. You need to wait. If you panic, if you want a quick fix, then Ayurveda is not the answer. Ayurveda is basically designed to cure from the root causes. It eradicates the root causes. And that's why... Ayurveda is globally famous and globally working with, with its magic. It's, it's amazing. And when I spoke about dosha and balance and diet, and so more and more people understanding the theory and then try to connect themselves. Right. I mean, it just it makes me think about, you know, all the times I went to the dermatologist and they were prescribed me topical creams and not one of them ever asked me about my diet. And that was the first question that you asked. And I just think that, you know, of course, Western doctors serve an incredible purpose and they're, they're there to help in so many ways. But a lot of the time, I do think that there are ailments that we deal with that we, like you said, we go to get pills for it or a quick fix. And not only that, but the medical bills are incredibly high when we go that route. And so when it comes to, um, you know, for especially hormones, it's like, I wouldn't even know kind of which doctor to go to, to talk about this with, because, you know, hormones can affect my skin. Do I go to the dermatologist? I asked for a blood test to test my hormones and they, he was just like, it won't really help. Like he didn't really know how to, how to navigate that. And, um, so I think getting into that first, I would love to talk about your detox programs, um, and how you help people with that starting there. Um, but specifically how that can help with hormone regulation with your patients. Exactly. Now, 
I would like to um, say two things to my listeners, which is very important. The world we are living naturally nowadays, unfortunately, there are two things which is completely unacceptable. If you go to the doctor, which is the health industry, they don't believe in diet. And if you go to the restaurants, which is the food industry, they don't believe in health. So unfortunately, this is the biggest imbalance. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't get what you want, what your body exactly want. And then when we talk about women hormones, you need to understand this is very important. Women passes through a different stages in their life. And when they passes through different stages of life, the hormones are basically causing either a bigger damage or either it supports the system mm -hmm. where women can live in that kind of peace and calmness. Mm -hmm. So Ayurveda is all about how to bring that, that balance. Now, you just told me about this blood test thing. This is also I am telling to so many of my patients. You need to understand, Natalie, that blood test is only 20% picture of your body. It does not tell everything what happening, what's happening inside. Mm -hmm. So very simple thing. When you go to the doctor, when they do the blood test, maybe it tells the last 90 days of your body's picture. Okay. But the but the damage which has basically happened for many, many years or, or still happening, you cannot figure it out through the blood test. So that's why Ayurveda is very deep science where we do pulse diagnosis. We try to find out what dosha you are. And through that dosha, we basically help people. And that is a bigger picture. Just spoke about we are discussing something inside out. As mm -hmm. you just said, you go metallurgist and they give you something to apply on your skin but right. unfortunately that doesn't work it's it's just just a topical thing <clears throat> no it's true i mean i think that is like the, the hardest thing for us to navigate it's also something that i learned within the past two years was about hormone regulation and hormone disruptors that we are exposed to every day through what we put in our bodies and on our bodies or we're just like surrounded by like our cleaning products things like that where there's actually ingredients that are proven to disrupt your hormones. And as women, we are just so much more sensitive to that. And, and some, so I, I, like, obviously it varies person to person. Some people aren't really as affected as others, but, um, how do your detoxes help find that balance or how do you help women kind of figure it out? Like for me, it was as simple as kind of sweating more, like the workouts that I were doing were really low impact. Um, while they were effective, they weren't um, making me sweat. And that I think was needed for me to kind of release more estrogen. Um, and some, you know, there's just other ways of doing it. So how do you kind of help your patients navigate that? So basically, uh, uh, when you're living into this stressful world, and when there is a everywhere imbalance, you are not looking after your diet, when you're not drinking water, mm -hmm. you know, not exercising properly, and plus the genetic factor. So when all these things are combining, uh, generally, women from very young age, they start suffering from uh, Hashimoto's and infertility and hypothyroidism. And also they do suffer from PCOS and all these hormonal uh, conditions, which is basically quite horrible for them because they do not know how to balance that. Now, what we do, my detox program, that was your question, how we yeah. basically help. So detox program is a very detailed program. Now, uh, as I just told you about infertility, right? I have a 94% of success ratio treating infertility because women been everywhere, did IVFs and IUI and tried uh, most expensive treatments in the world. Mm -hmm. They don't get the results. 
So what detox is? Detox is a very important part to understand, Natalie. What Ayurveda says that if you are not cleaning your system, you are not getting what you want. Mm -hmm. Human body is like a machine. You need to change the fuel, you need to change the oil, and you need to do the proper maintenance. Yeah. If the machine doesn't get cleansing, the machine doesn't get the proper repairing, uh, it doesn't work. The functionality reduces. Mm -hmm. So in this program, what we do in Ayurveda is, uh, after doing the long consultation, which is lasting for hour, hour and a half, after finding out the dosha of that woman, the lifestyle, the diet habits, the fluid habits, the exercise routines, the family habits, the family history. Mm -hmm. What we do is we design a program for them. It's individual for everyone. So it's not what you are getting, your friend gets the same thing. So it's, uh, that's what Ayurveda is all about. It treats person individually. It's not the same prescription for everybody, right? Yeah. And in detox program, we do internal cleansing and that cleansing can be done by diet can be done by herbal supplements it's all about refunctioning your body refunctioning your hormones the many many years of the life you're living it might be the life your body doesn't want it it's all about behaving your body as a friend rather rather than as an enemy right. so we are basically and we are teaching people to love themselves, understand what their body wants, feel what, what it wants. It's a very simple thing. Now, if you want to make somebody a friend, you have to behave like a friend. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you start behaving your body as your enemy and putting the wrong things, the vibes, the vibrations coming out from your body are going to be all negative. So the detox program, what we designed is run from seven days, 14 days, 21 days, or all the way to 90 days. And those programs are specifically designed as for the conditions, what women suffering from. It can be a very chronic conditions. Uh, the woman needs to do longer pe period of detox. Or if it's very, something very simple, which we generally tell them, if you're healthy, just do 21 days of this detox program and, and try to make yourself healthy. <clears throat> So when it comes to Hashimoto's, um, cause you mentioned that, um, you know, I, I have people in my family and I have friends who have been diagnosed with it and the medication to my understanding that they're usually put on, um, essentially over time shrinks the thyroid to such a small size that it doesn't serve any purpose any longer. The medication is working as the thyroid. So they're essentially stuck on this medication for life. Um, so I would like to know, do you have, um, have you had success helping people? I don't know if it's reversible or if it's just manageable, but how do you kind of help people specifically with Hashimoto's? So I have seen more than 700 to 800 patients in last year only in for Hashimoto's. Yeah. Now, basically, women need to understand when you get any thyroid condition or, or any hormonal condition, including Hashimoto's, it's a buildup. It does not happen overnight. So it's a buildup of their hormones are going out of the balance because of the environment they are living in, the food they are eating, the habits they have cultivated, the family they are living, the stress level they have around them. So we are basically trying to find out that first. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody needs to understand there is a bigger gland which controls the thyroid and that gland is a pituitary gland. Mm -hmm. Now, if you do not balance your pituitary functions, you have 
more than 80% chances of getting Hashimoto's or thyroid conditions. So what we do in Ayurveda, we treat the headquarter, which is the pituitary. We, mm -hmm. we do not target directly to the thyroid. And that's where we, we get the maximum results. So people who are taking levothyroxine, the small tablet which, which you just spoke about, uh, that small tablet is like a little bomb. It does the bigger blast in the body. And uh, the women who are taking that tablet, unfortunately, they have a hair fall, dry skin, uh, irritating nature, irregular periods, mouth ulcers, indigestion, you know, it's so I can just go on and on about it. Right. So what we do is during the detox program is we try to reduce that levothyroxine gradually with the backup of Ayurveda herbal supplements. And when herbal supplements are reaching to that level where we can say, yes, the thyroid functions are normal, balanced, we take them off completely from that thyroid tablet, which is not needed. Nice. Well, that's, that's great. And it makes perfect sense, obviously, to cure the source of the problem. Um, that was a, that was like kind of an exercise we did in business school whenever we were trying to figure out a problem to solve with any new business. You know, you don't just fix the problem that's in front of you. You figure out why this problem has even occurred in the first place. Figure out the source. Ask every question you need to to get to the bottom of it. And um, I love that about Ayurveda, that it does that. Because obviously that's more of a long-term solution than just a topical cream for acne. Like, it goes deeper than that. So... Um, so obviously hormone imbalance and other issues that, um, women can face or anyone with a uterus can face is, um, can lead to infertility, which we've talked about a lot, um, mainly unexplained infertility, which can be something that is incredibly frustrating. Um, I'm sure to get a diagnosis like that. And, um, when you want to have a baby and get pregnant. So, what do you kind of help to um, help your patients avoid IVF and IUIs, which can be incredibly expensive, emotionally draining, take a toll on a partnership? Like, how can you kind of help avoid that? Uh, what are the steps that you take when someone comes to you with infertility struggles? Sorry, I'm just going to charge my computer. One second. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Apologies. No worries. Sure. So uh, first of all, to treat any conditions, you need to understand where it's basically starting from, right? When women uh, come to my clinic and when they're talking about infertility, 90% people have a, some kind of thought in their mind that definitely there's a problem in women's body. Mm -hmm. Now, this is very important to understand that any infertility or any uh, problems connected to infertility, we need to make sure that we treat couple, husband and wife, partner, has to be also treated for the same condition. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to explain you in a minute. So what Ayurveda says, Natalie, for infertility, now if you go to the medical science, they will give you thousands of reasons. There is a uh, killer cell conditions, there will be a you know, weak egg problems, or there will be a kind of, you know, the estrogen is not going very high and the body is behaving like a menopausal uh, way, you know, cyst, polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, fallopian tube problems. So there are thousands of problems they have uh, for infertility. But in what in Ayurveda, what we say is, Ayurveda says a very simple thing. What we eat after digestion, it converts into seven tissues. And these seven tissues, you need to understand starting from plasma, then blood, then flesh, then fat, bone, bone marrow, 
sperm for the man and ovum for the woman. Now, the woman who is suffering from infertility can be a, you know, endometriosis, can be a unexplained infertility that doctor could not find after doing so many tests. And she has been through, as we just spoke about, IVF, IUI, all most expensive treatments in the world and mm -hmm. not getting the results. So the frustration level is very high. Right. Now, when they come... When, when they come to the Ayurveda, they come generally late 30s, beginning of 40s and thinking like, okay, my, my time's going, Dr. Rohan, please help, we can do something. And what we're trying to tell them, if your body is healthy, if we bring uh, your home the balance, if we make sure that your egg quality is improving after doing Ayurveda detox programs, following diet and certain suggestions, what we give during the treatment, you can get pregnant as per Ayurveda books until the age of 50, 51. So it's not like that you can't get pregnant once you pass certain age. Right. It's all about, all about how you are refunctioning your hormones. Now, the biggest market nowadays in the world is uh, extra program, surrogacy. So basically they are trying to put the woman down saying that your eggs qualities are not great. Your husband's sperm is great, but let's take somebody else's egg and your husband's sperm and let's work it out. In that kind of conditions, what I generally say that don't give up straight away because Ayurveda has an answer. You can always come to us and we can do design certain diet, certain programs, certain detox program clean your body, refunction your hormones, improve the quality of your egg. And then we can also work with your husband because that is also very important. The sperm quality, the mobility, the motility, which is also a very important part of treating infertility, which you can't just uh, deny. And most of the men, they are shy. They don't want to come up and say, oh, Dr. Nagar, uh, can you uh, treat me as well? Because I think I have some problem. Uh, that's very, very uh, less chance so that as a consultant we basically try to tell a uh, lady and a, and a man that yes we are going to help you we are going to make sure that you get conceived but this is the program this is has to be done and your husband has to involve as well not only husband naturally it's funny i also tell them that your whole family has to be involved because stress in the family sometimes causes this so we are literally telling, uh, writing a letter to the family and telling them that this woman is planning to conceive and please help and support. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think you're, you're starting to see women become more in touch with their bodies now through different um, products that are coming out revolving fertility, um, revolving around fertility. I've seen, you know, the Ava bracelet, which tracks all these different symptoms, uh, systems in your body. And, um, then there's also this like pre mama wellness supplement, like women are starting, I think, to understand like that detox phase prior to trying to get pregnant in an effort to their chances. Um, yeah. but I mean, it's pretty cool to think like, yeah, like women, you can get pregnant up until menopause, essentially you, if you take yes. care of your body and you're, and you're regulating your hormones, like you said, um, but yeah, I, even, I, even you can delay your menopause. It's not sometimes women gets their uh, menopause around the late forties through Ayurveda, through detoxification. You can even delay your menopause. It can go all the way to the mid fifties. So yeah. it's all about, it's all about how you are behaving to yourself. Is that if like, let's say you don't want to have any more kids and you start to experience menopausal symptoms in your mid forties and you're fine with it. Is there a benefit to delaying menopause? 
besides obviously have being able to have children? So we don't suggest to delay menopause because Ayurveda believes in a natural process, right? Uh, the menopause is also a big word for women. They are thinking like, oh my God, menopause is coming. So they are scared before it comes. Right? Yeah. And what we are trying to tell them, menopause is like a natural process. As you urinate, as you menstruate, as you go for stool, as you feel thirsty, same thing. Menopause is the same thing. Gradual process of your body to do these hormonal changes in your system. And you need to make sure if you have a fear of something, it gives you more problem than the problem itself. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so once you help, and you said your, your success rate is pretty high to get help couples conceive naturally. Um, yes. So once a woman is pregnant and you are, how are you helping her during the pregnancy? Like what kind of support can you offer um, her uh, while she's going through each trimester? So uh, before I tell you that, I'll give you one simple example. One woman came to see me around six months ago and she was only complaining that Dr. Nagar, I'm feeling bloated all the time. And uh, when I feel bloated, I do not have interest on involving myself with my husband for any sexual indulgence, right? So she said, what can be done? And I just told her to stop two things, wheat and raw vegetables. She stopped that for 90 days, the month four, she conceived. So it's unbelievably uh, things happening in the women's body when the woman's body is producing so much of heat. And as soon as the, the or husband's sperm enters to the woman's body, it burns out. It's because of the lower heat. It does not reach to the egg and, and fertile it. So what we do in this whole uh, time when we are helping uh, infertility patients, yes, we do program beforehand before we are telling them that this is you and your husband's ready now try these are the big dates you know and then you should try during those dates and you can definitely conceive but once she conceived then we start giving them a first trimester a different diet and different supplements because this is the time where we want to make sure the fetus basically stabilized maximum woman they do suffer, they do conceive, but they do suffer from miscarriages. And that is also because of their weaker uterine linings or endometrium, which we are trying to help them through diet and through herbal supplements. So our plan also helped during the first trimester. And then after that, we also tell them if they have plan of feeding the baby for maybe a year or two years or three years, after six months, after they have start feeding the baby, we can tell them that you should come back on Ayurveda diet again, try to take some supplements because after delivering the baby, you might be feeling bloated, you might be feeling heavy, uh, you know, postpartum depression, or irritation, or hormonal changes, periods are planning to come back. So there are a lot of things. So we talk through the whole process. It's not just we are leaving them, okay, done. Uh, we are not seeing you anymore. No, they are in constant touch with us and right. we are trying to build up which can help throughout <clears throat> right so it's that pre-pregnancy stage the pregnancy stage and then postpartum and pregnancy of course yeah when you're going through it you know you're growing a human it's a lot of energy it's a lot of um i think ups and downs um all women feel differently like you just don't know how you're going to feel until you're pregnant and that even like i think most women experience differences between their own pregnancies as well so 
um, I think finding that balance within them and, and seeing someone like you to help them that while that is happening is, is incredible, but especially postpartum. So this is like a time that really interests me because it's a lot is happening and I've heard, um, and read about it. Um, cause I'm actually a postpartum doula. So I read, you know, about what, uh, women go through right after they give birth. And not only is it the hormone like wave, um, but also hair loss, skin issues, um, postpartum depression, obviously, and other mental health, um, concerns. And so how can you, even if they're breastfeeding, um, and you might not want to prescribe them supplements during the first six months, what are ways that, um, people going through this can kind of, what are things that they can do, I guess, to kind of maintain that, those imbalances during that period? Sure. So let's uh, uh, rewind back a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so let's rewind back a little bit and then talk about when women is pregnant, right? Now, when uh, they are going through a pregnancy, there are two things which is basically causing a lot of trouble, which most of the doctors are concerned about. One is a gestational diabetes. If they are getting a lot of weight, they are also getting a a sugar imbalance, right? And then doctor, uh, doctors, doctors are telling them, okay, you can need to control your diet. And if it's not, the sugar is not coming down, then they put them you know, on a metformin, which is uh, again, uh, the pill which controls the sugar. Second thing happened is also uh, affecting the thyroid and also the iron levels goes down during the pregnancy. And then doctors suggest them to take folic and maybe uh, iron supplements. So while they are pregnant, when they have taken this kind of supplements or pills, when they have given birth, after giving the first thing happens is the body is basically habituated to the previous condition. So body is habituated to that tablet, those kind of diet, those kind of lifestyle. So when you are basically after delivering the baby, you need to understand that the you have given the birth so the body is different now and the damage what is going to happen now is bigger than before because before the fetus was inside and you are trying to be healthy and everything but as soon as you given the birth then the body becomes exhausted body becomes tired it's not only the body a lot of women has a high very heavy blood loss so they become quite cloudy in their minds, moody, they become angry. Sometimes they go get into the postpartum depressions. They don't like the baby and, and the whole process, they will just hate it. So what Ayurveda does is uh, the symptoms which you just spoke about, dry skin, hair fall, you need to understand why that happened because there is not enough nutrients going in the system. Now, once because you have given the birth to the baby, and because your body is so exhausted, you are not uh, doing uh, or you're not able to do certain exercises, certain diets, because you are absolutely exhausted at the same time you're feeding. So there are some kind of limitations. So what Ayurveda does, Ayurveda is telling them some home remedies. We are giving them some home remedies, some decoctions to prepare and start taking while they are feeding. So it does not damage baby. It also helps baby's digestion uh, and also helps baby's liver to produce uh, good enzymes. So those home remedies, we are basically suggesting them for 
first three to six months after delivering the baby. And though, though that also includes the dietary changes and uh, what kind of fluids to be taken, what kind of exercise to be done. There's one more thing. Uh, um, most of the women generally, after they're delivering the baby, they come to me and say, uh, Dr. Rohan, my stomach looks like a balloon. And I was like, of course, because think like this, when you are uh, blowing off the balloon and have a bigger shape because you had a fetus inside first, now the fetus is out with the baby. So when you take the air out from the balloon, the shape is different. The becomes much weaker. The elasticity is not there. And they all are worrying about, do I, you know, able to get that shape again or what is going to happen? So that's me tell them yes because your body has increased high vata means air and air causes a lot of dryness and bloating so that's what we are telling them to prepare some home remedies some decoctions to take on a regular basis and as soon as she hits six months of feeding time then we start putting her on uh, some innocent naive herbal supplements and they are helping both a baby and a mother and that is the biggest success which we have seen the women getting the energy levels back, you know, beautiful hair, skins are getting drier, the moods are settling down, which is a good news for husband, especially. Uh, so things are a lot of things are, <laughs> which is helping them in a bigger way. That's good. I think having that peace of mind, like that source of support, because um, like with doulas, for example, or family or friends, you know, they offer that, that emotional support um that or the you know support in their homes and then in their space and their partners offer that as well but having someone like you who's helping them balance themselves internally um when it's it's still it's it especially for new moms it's so i can imagine just so so new and overwhelming um becoming a parent but also not knowing what's going on inside your body and being kind of like a victim to it, like you have no control, can be incredibly frustrating in general, but especially I think during that time when your guard is down, you're tired, you're also so in love with this new thing that you, you know, just gave birth to. So having someone like you to support them through that sounds incredible and definitely ideal. Um, so I think, yeah, the postpartum part is just, it's very interesting to me and, and it's really important also because because postpartum depression can be so devastating. Um, and so being able to... So that is, uh, I think that is the time woman needs the maximum support. Uh, yeah. when, she's, when she's planning to get pregnant and when she's pregnant, these two phases are everybody's concentrating maximum because uh, that's a process where you want to see something, a new person coming in your life. And that's why you work hard towards it. But as soon as that baby has been delivered, Either you become neglected towards yourself because you have a beautiful baby in your hand and you want to look after more, uh, you know, right. him and her around yourself. And in right. that, you just forget about yourself. And that's why the first six months, if you don't work properly for yourself, that's where the biggest damage happens. So that's where we are telling them, don't give up. Still, you need to work hard. Still, you need to be on this diet. Still, you need to do certain things, which has been... Also, we support them spiritually. We are telling them... To listen to certain kind of music, uh, stay away from electronic things, read more books, you know, have some more plants in the house, mm -hmm. and also with baby in your lap, listen to certain kind of music, which is also calming down mother and baby's mind, which is helping to grow in a positive way. That's awesome. Yeah, I think 
offering that holistic um, services services are, are great. Um, I know we didn't really plan to talk about this, but I would like to just ask you a little bit about your astrology background. So do you bring that into this part, like when you're working with um, new parents or um, pregnant people, like does, how, does the astrology um, part of your background come into play at all? And if so, how? So yeah, uh, knowingly or unknowingly, because I have my um, expertise, I'm an expert astrologer, a Vedic astrologer, Western astrologer, when they give me the date of birth, I start having the calculations already in my mind that what are the chances, which are the good ones are coming. And uh, I use medical astrology factor in my treatment because I know when the moon signs positive. So I tell them, okay, start your diet on this day. I, I know when the moon signs are positive. I tell them, okay, start medicines or herbal supplements on this day and you will have a more benefit or more uh, positive effect on, on the body. It's a one example I'll give you. There was a one lady, she came to me. Uh, she was suffering from hyperacidity uh, and a lot of gastrointestinal problems for uh, last six years. And then somebody suggested, go to Dr. Nagar and he will help you. I helped her and after a couple of months, uh, so the after month, which is the follow-up consultation, she didn't come. She spoke uh, with me on the phone and then she told me that, can you send me the a second batch of the herbal supplements. I did that. And then after two months, she came and she, she just hugged me. And I said, what happened? She said, I'm pregnant. I said, wow. And she said, nine years, me and my husband were plan trying, planning, did everything. When I came to you, I didn't say I want to get pregnant. I said, help me to my dis concerns, to my dis problems. And I have literally concentrated on detoxifying herself. So you can understand uh, how good uh, Ayurveda can give you the effect. Now, in that case, when she came to see me, when I had her date of birth, I know she's suffering this long term. Why is she suffering from long, long since last six years? Is there any planetary positions affecting her? Is there a Saturn? Is there a Mars? Is something happening there which is basically not giving her a uh, specific uh, uh, healthy life? Uh, so in that Keeping that date in my mind, I have started a treatment on a certain day. And then she followed it. She followed it in a way that she got pregnant, which is, which is amazing. And this is what, what is the power of combining two amazing signs. And you can get the most amazing results. <clears throat> wow, that's so interesting. So do you do uh, like natal charts? You get their birth time and location? And exactly. So I need three things, date of birth, time of birth, and place of birth. And uh, we also do uh, uh, Vedic astrology consultations, uh, which is also a bigger part of my practice. So clients only come for that, not Ayurveda. They just come for uh, Vedic astrology thing. But when I do that, it's, it's again an hour, hour and a half consultation where I go through the all houses. We talk about transit. We talk about predictions. We talk about remedies. So that is also a part of that. Yes. <clears throat> oh, wow. That's so cool. Uh, well, I definitely think your move out to Los Angeles, you'll get clients for that as well. Um, is that really, is that popular in London? Yes, very popular. So uh, again, it's uh, if I put the ratio, I can say 70% Ayurveda, 30% Vedic astrology, because as you know, uh, people are more skeptical about astrology and they don't, and I all, all, always tell in my TV shows and everywhere that the most important uh, 
decision of your life never ever rely on astrology astrology is one of the power not everything mm -hmm. so you can use astrology as a guide rather than just completely depend on it exactly i agree i i think yes everything in moderation in life in general and this, and that too um so when people are thinking about like when they want to get pregnant or when they want to start trying um yes. would you look at like my birth chart and help me understand the most optimal time exactly right exactly. oh so what happened is when, when you basically come to me and say okay i want to get pregnant but uh we are talking about astrology here. Uh, if you talk about and say, Dr. Nagar, can you see what are the chances uh, or which month or which year? So I see the house five and house seven, which is a seven. House number seven is a house of partner or spouse. And house number five is the house for children. And that's where I generally look at, do you have any bad aspects? Do you have any bad transit? Do you have a specifically bad planet sitting there? So that, that gives me the idea that what exactly timings you are having the maximum chances or no chances. <clears throat> okay. Um, can I quickly tell you what my fifth house is and my seventh house? Just for fun. Yes. My okay. <laughs> and then we can see. Um, okay. So, so first tell me what is, what is your ascendant? What is your first house? Aries. Okay. So number one in the first house. Okay. Yeah. Good. So what you have, what you have, what planet you have number five and number seven. So fifth house and seventh house, which planets you have? So I don't have five. Okay, have, that's okay. I have one, two, four, seven, eight, and ten. So what you have in number seventh house? Libra. Libra. Do, is there any, any planets sitting there? It's um, moon. Moon. Okay, so you have, you are Libra Moon like me. I'm also Libra Moon. Okay. Uh, okay, so then tell me where your sun is sitting. Which number? It's sitting in my second house, and it's Gemini. It's sitting in the second house. You said. Yeah. Okay, so second house should have number two, which is Taurus. It's Gemini. Okay, so the first house shouldn't be then Aries because the ascendant, okay, the first. The first house is is, is Taurus. I apologize. It's Mercury. Yes, exactly. Sorry. <laughs> That's my mask. Ascendant is Aries, but the first. Okay. Then, then, then everything changes. If your ascendant, uh, the first house is Taurus, which is number two. Yeah. Then your fifth house is not, not number five, number six. So at number six, do you have anything? No. Okay. So tell me, where, <laughs> tell me where, Mercury, where the Mercury is sitting? Mercury is sitting in my first house, in Taurus. In Taurus, which is the house of Venus. So this is exactly, so your sun is sitting in the Libra and your Mercury is sitting in the Taurus. It means the Taurus, so the Libra, the sun and the Mercury is looking at each other. Now it means you are having the Libra moon sign and Libra moon sign has a very high chances of conceiving, or if you are planning to conceive, the good time I'm talking about is after 2021 May. Okay. After. Which is the next after, yes, not before. So the good time to conceive is after 2021 May, which is the, which is the time where Saturn is going down 
Libra is becoming, so the, the moon sign itself is becoming powerful. And that's where your fifth house become powerful. The chances are very high that you can plan for a baby, a healthy baby after May. After May. Okay. Yes. That's a few months more than I wanted to wait. But if you're telling me <laughs> that that'll be better for me, then I will wait. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, and Jose will be happy about that. <laughs> he wanted to wait. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, that was... I, think I, spoke, I spoke to Jose before I spoke to you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He was like, please help me wait longer. Um, well, that's awesome. Okay, well, that was really cool. I think that that definitely... Um, you know, it's cool to look at your chart and get some more information like that. Because I don't really rely on it like you like you shouldn't rely on it anyway but yeah. i don't really look at it that much um i think it's interesting but that is really cool to know so thank you for doing that um <laughs> well um this has been super interesting um i'd love to just kind of get into a little bit quickly about you coming to los angeles and you can talk about kind of the services that you're going to offer and um how you can also um definitely offer online uh virtual consultations i think that'll be great for just people across the u.s to know about exactly. So basically, uh, yes, we are working on uh, opening up a clinic consulting room and the full center with uh, full detox treatments programs, uh, including yoga, panchakarma, which is the detox programs for Ayurveda and uh, to face consultations, definitely. And yes, we do virtual, uh, like I'm in London now, and I have so many uh, US patients, so I'm doing Skype consultations, Zoom consultations, and uh, they are my regular patients. What I prefer that anybody wants to see me first time, I have created the long consultation form, which is exactly what I do when I see them personally. So mm -hmm. they need to fill that long form, send it me back. And then through that form, I diagnose them and then try to help them as much as I can. But when I see them personally, I tell them specifically when I'm in Los Angeles, I tell all of my patients, they have to make sure they need to take a time off and come and see me. Because if I see them, if I feel their pulse, if I do pulse diagnosis, if I talk to them face to face, that makes a huge difference. Absolutely. I, I mean, I've seen, I've heard of the um, intake form that you sent, you know, to Jose's mom and, and it's very extensive, which is great. Um, but yeah, can you just quickly talk a little bit about the pulse diagnosis? Because I think that's so interesting how you're able to kind of understand. So, um, yeah. So, they so pulse, yeah, so pulse diagnosis, we call it in Ayurveda, which we call it Nadi Pariksha. Nadi means pulse, Pariksha means examination, so pulse examination. What I do is generally we use these first three fingers, and those three fingers, I feel the pulse. And these three fingers are telling me about Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. So it's not a normal pulse. What doctors generally check, it's like 70 or 80 or 60 or 90. It's not right. that pulse. We are talking about much deeper pulse than that pulse and which we call it dosha pulse. And through that vata, pitta and kapha pulse, I feel uh, what basically they are suffering from. Now, it's a very, very interesting science. We call it that vata pulse is like a frog. So it's jumping all the time. The pitta pulse is like a snake, fast and furious. And the kapha pulse is like a swan, slowly moving on the water. So these three pulse are connected with these three animals that when I start checking to certain patients and, and start diagnosing them, that gives me an idea that person is 
high in vata, so nervous system imbalance, or very hyper, you know, uh, pitta imbalance, uh, which is high pitta, can be possibly fiery, lots of uh, anger, lots of irritation, lots of uh, frustration in the body, and as soon as uh, also the gastrointestinal problems, so digestive issues, and the kapha pulse, which is like a swan, slow pulse, can be diabetic person, uh, obese person, sluggish person, slow person. So this is basically uh, the pulse diagnosis is is very important. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think seeing you is obviously will offer larger benefits, but it's great that you can offer um, your services online as well. Um, yes. So I'm very excited for you to make the move out here. And um, I know a lot of friends and family in my network who will also be very excited. Um, and we'll be sure to share more of that to everyone listening as it starts to happen and as Dr. Rohan makes his way out here um, with how you can schedule time with him. And then, yeah, like if you can just share where people can find you on social media or online, that'd be great. So yes, I have a website, which is uh, www.drrohannagar.com. Uh, that's where the whole informations are there. Also, I have an Instagram page uh, for commercial, for, for business people. There's a LinkedIn page as well. So uh, my regular videos, uh, the herbal remedies, the home remedies, the tips, the tips of wisdom, tips of Ayurveda is always be, I post it and try to help millions. And uh, it's, it's very important that you try to understand Ayurveda not as a quick fix, I, which is which I just told you when we started the, this uh, conversation. Yeah. Make an Ayurveda as your lifestyle. If you make it a lifestyle, then it's easy to deal with. Right. If, you think, if you're thinking like, oh my God, I need to do this diet, then uh, I have seen people, they are start gradually uh, losing their passion. And that's not right. If you're making a lifestyle, I have seen patients when they started following my diet and after three months when they go to the supermarket to do some groceries, automatically they don't touch the wrong things because the brain is telling them, oh, this is not good for you. So this is what Ayurveda is, is basically doing to you, giving you a complete lifestyle. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, I appreciate that. And I think that's where I hope more people are kind of going towards in that direction. It's just... Exactly more about long-term lifestyle changes that actually produce you know better results for them as opposed to that pill or cream or anything kind of is like short-term and also offers negative side uh negative symptoms you know as a result so you you go to any doctor right you go to any doctor and ask one question you are suffering from blood pressure diabetes cholesterol whatever you're suffering from ask simple question are you curing it or are you maintaining it? And they will say, sorry, they are maintaining it. Now I ask my so many patients the same questions on my TV shows. If you want to maintain your condition, then why not with the natural, natural stuff? Why with the chemicals? So that's why we need to adapt the whole natural way of dealing with it rather than just going and, and, and eating those uh, horrible chemicals. <clears throat> Yeah, and I guess that, that brings me to one other question. Do you work side by side with um, other doctors when you are working with yeah. your patients? Are you guys in communication? Exactly. So what happened in London, it's different than America. London is a NHS, which is a free medical service. 
uh, in America is different. But what happened is when any patient comes to me and if they're suffering from diabetes or blood pressure and cholesterol, when they are on my diet and on my tablets, every six months they have an appointment with the consultant. And when they go to the consultant, they do the blood test and they say, oh, wow, your blood pressure is normal or your cholesterol is normal or your sugar is normal. That's where they started telling them that we have started taking the help, alternative help, because we were not getting better through these medicines. And yes, nowadays doctors are not as reluctant as before. They demand that people are, because of the internet or whatever you, you know, world or newspaper, TV, it's all the media, it's everything. So they do understand people do try different therapies to sort their conditions out. And, and that's, that's why they have accepted Ayurveda in a bigger way. And Ayurveda is much bigger globally than in India. Even though it's, it was found in India, globally, in America, in UK, in Australia, New Zealand, Switzerland, Europe, Ayurveda is huge. Yeah, that's awesome that you work side by side. I think that that's obviously for some patients, that's what's needed um, if there's more serious conditions at, at play. Um, that might require like surgery or other invasive, um, you know, alternatives. So that's yes. great. Um, well, thank you so much. This was such a pleasure to talk to you about these topics that I'm obsessed with and always excited to learn more about. So um, I'm looking forward to you coming out to LA so we can finally meet in person and um, maybe start some real treatments before I get pregnant <laughs> in May 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, well thank you so much and i'll share of course your website and everything in the podcast notes so people will know where to find you thank you so much, you so much. i just want to say uh, uh, first of all a, a, a huge thank you to you because uh, this is a platform where lots of women and the, the the name is is beautiful not a mama yet which is amazing which is preparing a woman for becoming mama and that's where ayurveda comes in the picture and help them in you know in a full or complete way. Uh, I just want to say that uh, stay away from uh, medicines and quick fix and, uh, and try to do uh, more kind of natural herbal uh, and, and, and then try to follow Ayurveda, which is giving you the complete lifestyle, uh, a healthy lifestyle. If you do that, I don't think so that you are going to be get diseased or uh, you ever invite any disease in your body. Is very important. This uh, Ayurveda is all about precaution is better than cure. So why not to start helping our body uh, before getting uh, any kind of problems? <clears throat> Absolutely, I agree. And I, I like to kind of joke that women are more interested in the precautionary stuff as opposed to men who show up once they're having the problem. <laughs> so I, um, and obviously engaging, you know, women they will you know, get their partners, if they're male partners, to, yes. um, to convert as well. So it just kind yeah. of I have, 20, I have a, literally 20% of men and 80% of women, that kind of client, clientele I have. And those 20% men, they are understanding the things they are hiding for many, many years. They understand when they come to me that, oh my God, uh, it's not too late uh, and, and we came to you. And I always say that, you know, if you have even a little bit of symptom, you need to discuss with your partner, friends, family. Do not hide it because hiding can make it worse. And we don't want to wait to that stage where it becomes irreparable. So that's where you need to just work it out. Of course. Yeah, I agree. Cool. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review and share it with a friend. Check out the podcast notes for the links we mentioned in our conversation and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode. Thanks for listening.